Episode 59 of the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Welcome back to the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. We have with us today Darren Kaplan, founder and CEO of HiQ Labs. How's it going today? For having us on the podcast, really excited to be here and talk through uh, some sales retention drivers. And it's going to uh, hopefully lead some great insights to your audience on how they can continue to retain their top sales talent. Absolutely. We, uh, if you aren't familiar with HiQ Labs, check them out right now. He is the guru on people analytics, so we have the right man for the task today. Uh, just to kick us off content, Darren, maybe you just want to give us a little bit more color on, on HiQ. Sure, thank you. Uh, we're HiQ Labs, uh, based in San Francisco. Um, our team looks at publicly available data to help companies understand their workforce, retention drivers of their workforce. We're probably the most trusted data source for the Fortune 500. And what we see is a lot of data that sales teams are using to better understand the risk of their talent. Uh, studies have shown that once a, a, a very good sales leader leaves, that can cost up to $1 million in lost mm -hmm. revenue. So this is uh, a very big problem we're trying to And when Nick asked me to be on today's podcast, I thought that this would be a great conversation to help companies who are building out their sales teams to kind of think and comp packages because we look at a lot of these retention drivers. So it's how do you set up the right package that goes beyond just the variable yep. and how this space is moving, especially in, in Silicon Valley where um, big driver Equity is typically a four-year cliff. Uh, we see this that as, as salespeople get to their third year in that cliff, they start looking. But what happens in that model when it's clear that the company is not going public? And how do you really the sales team that maybe took less of, uh, of a salary, more equity? And that's kind of what things that we wanted to come here today on the podcast and talk through to help your listeners just really think through how do you put together the right package to, to keep your employee balance when you're starting out and cash is king. Perfect. Well, uh, we will dive into that one last question beforehand. What is one thing that no listener on this podcast would know about you? Okay. <laughs> um, you no, this is great. I have, uh, I'm married and I have two dogs. Um, there are two little rescues. And nice. the highlight of my day is walking my two little dogs. That is living in Manhattan. Wish I had a dog. It's my number one dream. Now that we got that out of the way, uh, yeah, let's dive into the problem. I, I guess just to add a little color onto what Darren was saying, you know, you're an early stage startup, whether 
whether early stage or, or mid stage salesperson hiring and retention is a huge issue. Uh, not simply in costs, like Darren said, could cost you up 2 million bucks, a certain type of company. But if you're a seed stage company, you hire somebody who has uh, a fourth of your quota and they leave without notice. Now, not only do you need to spend time to hire someone new, let them ramp up and that that can be a huge issue that means maybe you're not you know hitting booking targets for a quarter or two so thinking about the various compensation and options and retention drivers are critical so i guess let's just define the consideration set here um sales rep compensation what are the various elements uh, that that you think about uh, and, and you kind of see data from. Yeah, I think the way I want to approach it is I'm going to take high Q labs, take it for what we see out looking at the data sources and okay. looking at uh, thousands of points and hundreds of meetings with customers. So what we see is the early stage, the first few hires are going to become from what we'll call a known entity. It's going to be someone you worked with, someone you know, someone who's highly vetted. Um, and we know that that package is going to be put together on both a, a lower base and higher equity uh, four year with that four year with that four year cliff. Now mm -hmm. the the interesting thing that 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 comes up in in all of these conversations is um, your revenue is not predictable. You're early, and hey, that's okay. Um, but that's also where we went out to get the right sales leader. So now how do you also try to retain that, that sales leader when the revenue is not predictable? Yep. And so that's the first thing. So the second thing is, um, as you get past that predictability and you start getting momentum through, we're going to build out that sales team. And again, you're always challenged with burn looking at cash versus equity, cash versus equity. And we see this everywhere we go. And one of the things we see constantly are, are people going on and saying, well, I'm employee X and as employee X, this is the equity we should have. And what we're seeing in the Valley right now is again, what we're talking about here is just a, a, a shift in that thinking. Because once again, as companies are going, uh, staying private longer, these are some big need to start thinking about is what is that variable? How does, how can you still motivate uh, people that maybe equity is not the right right trigger? Um, but on the flip side, we also know from the data that equity is also retention. No one is leaving when, when they have a, a certain percentage of the company. So what, what we're seeing is some new blends on, on packages that have different type of vesting schedule. So you can find that right mix. And it all comes down to a strong leader and great communication with how they're hiring. Uh, one of the things that at HiQ is, you know, we have something that says leave the ego at the door. In dollar company, we have a lot of transparent conversations with our sales leaders, with our employees, because what we want to do is build that multi-billion dollar company and let's get focused on building. But retaining once you hit that mark is, is so crucial. Yep. And especially that once you're onto it, you want to keep that talent and keep hiring. So let's, I guess, just to 
dig into that a little deeper, you know, let's just take a, a baseline example that, that you might have seen, you know, years, you have an employee at an early stage, get, you know, 0.2% uh, in equity, it's going to invest over four years, uh, maybe it has a cliff, uh, you know, what are the new blends that you're seeing? And I guess where where is the model being stretched? Mm -hmm. You know, what's, um, what's interesting there was that um, a lot of the Sand Hill Road uh, VCs just published. It was more of a, it's not a, a really a published to their LPs that actually had a breakdown of what stage you're in, how much you've raised, how big the team is, and what the equity bands should or shouldn't be. Um, and what, what we're seeing is a few things. One, we're seeing um, whether it be uh, double triggers, single triggers, um, we're seeing instant bests, we're seeing uh, absolutely four-year cliffs, we're seeing creativity. Uh, that some people don't want to wait four years. Right. Um, but we're also seeing that um, the challenge there is consistency is really good and good governance. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing out there when we speak to other, other CEOs is like, how do you find that balance? Yep. Because you want that, that talent and you want to delight that talent. So how do you find that balance? Then what happens is what I'm mindful of is those three or four years go by really fast. Yep. What we're seeing is, and we get calls all the time. We get, we get people that um, are at their C to D stage and it's clear that they're not going public. Right. And as soon as they see that going public, that sales team and other team members just start leaving. Yep. So again, so what you want to try to do is coming as you're at the A, a stage mm -hmm. and how you, you're trying talent is to stay five years yep because it's going to take five to seven years so i think you just have to keep talking with your board with your employees put together that right package but then it's where you're going to be have so many employees you're going to want to just have a standard package so i think that's the the big founder dilemma is how do you put together these packages that scale yep. and that's what we're seeing and again is we're talking about retaining great salespeople. i mean and they're going to help you staff right. You've got to keep them motivated. Um, they're building this big company for, for you, and you want to keep them focused, excited. Um, but again, in the Valley, we're just seeing, we're seeing some things that people haven't seen in, a, in probably 10 years. And it's, I think yeah. it's going to come its way to New York pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think we're, I mean, we're, we're starting to see some of that as well. You know, I think uh, just for the benefit of, uh, I'm gonna quickly rehash some of these terms just to you know to make sure everyone knows what they are, uh, and and then maybe we'll kind of talk about traditional standards versus you know versus, um, you know generally when Darren mentioned consistency that's that's a really good point to to consider first generally because you want to have really fairness for your employees long term, uh, which I've got to imagine some extent a, a factor in retention as well if Absolutely. somebody feels they they got a, 
a bad deal and they learn that six months after being in the job. Um, so, so the, the bands could be aligned with, uh, you know, VP, director, manager, whatever your kind of levels of seniority are. And then within each of those, you, you kind of have an equity range that's appropriate. So there's some fairness. Then as you think about, okay, you don't want to give somebody equity and then have them leave. So you have some sort of concept of vesting. Uh, you know, you could have a straight line for your mm -hmm. vest, meaning you get, you know, you start uh, owning that stock essentially, uh, uh, or, or you know, owning other, you know, with each month or quarter, whatever it may be. Often there's also the concept of a cliff, meaning that if there's a one-year cliff for that first year, if you leave before the end of that year, you're not going to get anything. That is an area where I think you need to see some changes. Yep, um, absolutely. You know, are, are you, so I guess, Darren, have you seen that with kind of more senior level, like say your sales, have you seen it also with junior folks? It, what, the, the, the things that we've seen the most um, is a few things. One, you have... Will during their interview process will read as much as they can about packages work, mm -hmm. how equity works, and again always figuring out employee number and equity, employee number and equity. And the the issue with that is I think that's that's a really good guide, but every company is a living organism is a living organism and set up differently. So I think it's always when you're, when the audience here is listening and there's one part of the audience that's probably looking to interview for a job and is going to run on TechCrunch and research how this works. And then you have the other half of the crowd of the CEOs that are like, that's not how these, these, this tension right, in the audience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, and I, we've seen and with other startups and to answer that question, there's, there's no single Sure, together. But again, what we're seeing is people want the money now. That's different. Salary. They want, yeah, they want money. Yep. Um, and that's a, that's a, I think um, the Valley hasn't figured out what to do with that yet. Yep. Um, and you'll, you'll read a lot about this if you Google. And, you know, you look at equity packages and companies going private, you'll see a lot of the big unicorns are going through this. Right. But again, that's why for the focus of this podcast, I'm trying to, on one side, talk to the CEOs, just saying, think through this long-term. Mm -hmm. And as for the, the, the people that you're trying to bring in, have that tough conversation. Right. Right. Because again, cash, when you're in a stage or seeds, yep. you want to keep that, that down. So you give the equity, but again, there's going to be this dynamic where, those equity conversations, I think, in the next three years, are going to be much different. And um, I, and I, uh, a factor because companies are not going public. They're sure. raising a tremendous amount of money, not going public. And if you do the math on it, you know, some of these employees are saying, you know what, it's just a better deal if I just go with salary. It's a better deal, even worse. Yep. Or if I just work at Google. Yeah, I don't need to take the risk. 
because the upside is is delayed 15 years. So there is a so then talking so now talking bigger to the CEOs, it's going to have to really put the sell on to pull these people out of Google, Facebook, Uber, companies in New York. Yep. Um, and that's what we're seeing. And then uh, the last thing on it is, um, I think the only way to build a, a, a great company is with employees having and being part of it, feeling and being part of being an owner, think like an owner. It's super important. And it's like, we do that at, at HiQ. It's super important to us. Um, we want to be that multi. We want to change the HR space. And would we like to go public? Yeah, but going public, that's, that's not the finish line. That's just mm. line. Right. And I think that's the other part. Of, I think people, it's like that is where it starts, yep. not where it finishes. Yeah, I think the the concept of vesting is a little strange in some senses because, like, sal yes, you see what your annual number is, yep. but it's not as though I go into a job and I say, I just made whatever my annual right. for the work you put in. And the concept of vesting, in a way, kind of puts everyone's sights on that total yep. package. So thing that you're frequently seeing, especially in a world where at least as of the last couple of years, we've had a lot of late stage capital is, um, you know, basically equity yep. gross ups and, and option refreshes for a lot more of the. And again, yeah. you're, you're a younger stage organization. So you're, you're not predictable yet in your revenue. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be bringing on listeners that are here, the, the owners, the operators, their early stage employees are all again known entities, people they've worked with, people they've trusted, people they're going to pull out of other organizations. But the sales cycle is longer. Yep. And where you know, and that's why. So the the retention part, where our focus on the data analytics, taking it even like let's bring it up a level. What we're seeing is like the beautiful thing about this is that it's open. So you we have we have customers that are nobody's leaving pre-IPO. Right. Then they go IPO, and then within a year after IPO, we start seeing numbers. We start seeing people leave, and a lot of them go back to another early startup, and mm -hmm. they start to cycle again. So um, it's an interesting topic that we brought up on. It is, it's a living, breathing movement because right. every day you're closer to your vesting. Yep. Every, and that's that is the gold mine. That's why we're we're doing this. But if the markets change, this model, it's not going to change forever. But I think in the next few years, you, we're going to see some things shake out a little bit. Cool. Well, uh, you know, as a as a last kind of topic to hit, you know, I'm curious from all the data you see at HiQ. You you guys look at a lot of other retention drivers, just just comp, um, you know. But but putting yourself in the shoes of a an early founder or or head of sales who's looking to hire people out, what are I guess two two questions here. One, what are what are some of the other most kind of key retention drivers, and then 
if if you're looking to right. choose a number case as that early stage founder, what's the best thing to do? Just go out and comp yourself right. to others or right. So I, um, the advice I'd give to uh, the, the CEO operating part of the audience, and we've discovered this um, through how we interviewed and some great guidance from our board. Um, there are sales professionals who are exceptional at pre-product sales. Um, so if you're an A stage or just about to be and you're interviewing salespeople, studies, they want PowerPoint decks, there's a high probability you're at the wrong stage for them. Right. Um, because a lot of this is about that connection to customer. Um, you're a little bit early on product. You might have one or two product customers. The first thing that you should look for is how, when you're asked a question, have you ever been in a, in a small company? You're not asking it because you're into a 50 person. That is irrelevant. But right. the sales materials that they're going to have is minimal. It's maybe just right. their credit card. Right. So I think that's the first thing is on the operator part is, you know, what stage can this person sell with no materials, with no case studies, with maybe one referenceable client? And you're trying to attract person because it's about the vision. Um, as you get into your, your BC stage, um, there are people that sales professionals that just love, and we talk, they love being employee 50. 50 means guess what? You got 30 customers. Yep. You got your sales material. You got your videos. Right. Right. So I think so. I just be honest in that recruiting process. And then on the going with the tension on this conversation, the sales professionals, if they're listening and they're looking um, to work at a, I think where you have to look through is, um, especially as a senior leader, you want to know the board. Mm. Because as a sales professional, the board is going to be asking you to, to do your forecasts, how quick you can get to predictability. So having a good sense of the board, that's a fair question. Um, the financial stability of the company, because it is a risk. You're leaving probably a, a, a Yep. So you have to understand board. You have to understand um, the funding, the funding strategy, where they are in their rounds. Um, meet the key leaders. Understand the personality um, and really understand if there is a product or not. Yep. Um, now, don't again get caught up in equity. Let's first make sure there's a fit, it's a product you like to get to the equity and comp sure. conversation. But I think those are the number one drivers that we see not only at HiQ, but we see in just being out in the valley of some good fundamentals from the job seeker side and some good fundamentals from the operator side. Um, I think that, that people, um, the age and stage has to also match the talent. Yep. And if those are not synced, um, it's, it's just puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people. Cool. Well, very question. One thing we didn't mention the unfortunate situation where you do have somebody churn or you do have to let somebody go. I would imagine you guys also in larger organizations, you, okay, less performers on the team look like X or have X attributes. How easily does that translate into then here's the profile we should hire? In other words, 
should sales teams start to kind of, or sales leaders start to kind of develop this sense of here are all the attributes ideal player or is that kind of constantly changing stage to stage makes sense no it it i feel um for the the earlier staged company the the key theme that we like to see is hustle yep right because you want you want a powerpoint deck don't don't look create the powerpoint deck it's not that we don't want to give it to you Right. It's you know getting it it's great and I think the biggest chance we see is like like oh this person used to sell Oracle and he was their number one Oracle salesperson. I'm like great, Oracle has a brand. What the many of the listeners here that have an A company, there is no brand. There is no brand identity, there's no brand book. So I think is you want to have a, a strong sales leader that puts in diligence and understands how to work Salesforce so you don't have forecast, but I think the theme of the sales people are just going to be like, roll up the sleeves. Saturday, I'm working. Sunday, I'm working. Yep. And stop till we do. Yep. That's, and I don't care if you came from Google or if you came from you know, a barista in, in Starbucks. Like, let's Could just go some, out there and let's yep. crush it. So Got I it. think that's, that's the big part. And I think that's the biggest link that the, um, the CEOs out there are really being real about where their product is mm-hmm. and the type of hustle a person needs to do. Yep. To, because I think there's there needs to be a truth right there. Yep. I think that's spot on. Yeah. Well, Darren, thanks yeah. so much for joining oh, us it. today. It's good seeing you, Nick. It's, it's good to be back in New York. And uh, yeah, and of course, so we're, we're at Haiku Labs. Uh, if anyone's out, uh, you know, on LinkedIn, absolutely send me send me a message. It's Darren Kaplan, K A P L A N, and love. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks much for tuning in, listeners, and we will catch you next week yep. with another episode of the Bowery Capitals.